Welcome to today's episode, which will likely deal with some dark topics and sometimes sweary words, so listener discretion is always advised. For ad-free and bonus episodes, click in the link in the show notes for exclusive content. You can support the show at buymeacoffee.com or by giving me a rate, writing a review, or subscribing to future episodes. And with all my marketing blah 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 out of the way, on with the show. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They keep trying, you know, like little rats to get out of their their holes, and they're the ones that put themselves in there. We're gonna. We're here for the long haul. We're not gonna let this die. It, it was heinous what they did to him. I think he's a vile person. I just. I look at him and I just. I just want to vomit. Hello and welcome yet again to another episode of A Million Other Choices. I am your host, Kim. You will be happy to know that stuff is happening both in my life and for our little podcast that is rather exciting. People are starting to hear about us, guys. I'm pretty gosh darn happy about that, and I really have all of you to thank. And I appreciate the listens and the reviews, the rates, and the personal messages of support and love. Even though I kind of ruin the fun by having ads break into my episodes on you. But hey, it's your own fault for making me popular. I did miss being nominated this year for the Canadian Podcast Awards, but I was up with some pretty heavy hitters, so I don't feel too bad about that. We'll get them next year, maybe. I'm getting married soon, even though I said I'd never do that again. But sometimes, if you're patient, your person comes along. My kids are adulting, for the most part. My health has been stable, fingers crossed, and fall is soon upon us, my favorite season. Really, what's to complain about? Well, today's case is a bit of a complaint, that nasty people exist and ruin families. This is the murder of Mark Mariani of Calgary. Mark Mariani was one of the minority of Calgary residents that was actually born here at the old General Hospital on April 26, 1963, to his mom Arlene and dad Robert, and to his big sister Catherine and brother Robert Jr. After Mark was born, he had a little brother named Dino. Dino was mentioned in the story of Selma and Julie Tran, if you remember that one. He reached out to Julie's brother after her death to lend a supportive shoulder to him. Robert and Arlene, who are immigrants originally from Italy and owned a restaurant, and all the kids grew up bussing tables, washing dishes, and generally learning the world of cooking and restaurants, which Mark loved. Mark was six foot two with a husky build, but in his early 20s, he started to lose some weight, like a lot of weight. Now, some of it was intentional as he was trying to tone up his figure, but not all of it. He had also started to not feel well, and when he was only 22, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Crohn's is an autoimmune disease that kicks the 
that kicks the immune system into overdrive and starts to attack the digestive tract and can affect anywhere from the lips all the way down to the very bottom of the digestive tract. I also have Crohn's, so I can speak with a little bit of knowledge about it. However, its effects, symptoms, severity, and the treatment plan are different for each person. For example, while Mark struggled to keep weight on, I really struggled to keep it off. Unfortunately for us, there is no cure for Crohn's and it can only really be managed. But until only recently, there wasn't a lot of great treatment options. And one thing that I should mention is that Crohn's and colitis are quite a bit different from IBF. IBS or irritable bowel syndrome, where having IBS can impact what you can and cannot enjoy eating. Crohn's and colitis are diseases of the bowel, and there is actually damage to usually the intestines, but there can also be issues with your joints, eyes, and skin. It's systemic, so it kind of affects everything. And for most of us, there are the disruptions to normal everyday living and, of course, lots of doctor's appointments. So because Mark's Crohn's was quite bad, they had tried a number of different surgeries, taking out large sections of the small intestine. But eventually the doctors decided that it was time for a colostomy bag, otherwise known as the dreaded poop bag. Colostomy bags have come a long way from when Mark had one, but they are still the dread of all of us with Crohn's because they're really life-changing. And yes, they put an end to a lot of the pain that comes with Crohn's, but they are disruptive. And before they made advancements to them, they leaked, shifted, and were really just cumbersome. I do not have one, if you were wondering, but the possibility of one always looms for me. So I feel for what Mark was living with, and unfortunately, his Crohn's put an end to Mark living a fully independent life outside of his parents' home in Scenic Acres, and he had to move home. On October 1st, 2010, Mark had one of his usual many doctor's appointments and was finally told some good news. There had been advancements in the treatment of Crohn's, specifically with what are called biologic drugs. Biologics themselves are not that new. Insulin is essentially a biologic, but they had been using biologics to treat organ transplant patients since about the 1980s and discovered that when you suppress the immune system, which is essentially to prevent the the transplant rejection, this same technology seems to help kick diseases like Crohn's and colitis and rheumatoid arthritis into remission. So his doctors told him that with the use of these biologics, there was a good chance they would be able to reverse the colostomy bag And with that, there would be hope that he could start to gain some weight and strength and finally get a less disruptive life. So this was a really big deal for Mark, who had been battling for half of his life for some normalcy at that point. So the next day, he went out to celebrate with some of his friends and to do what he loved, lion dancing at his favorite Western bar, which is probably something you have to live in Alberta to appreciate doing for fun. I'm not sure which country bar it was, but it was likely one along or near the 16th Avenue Northwest Strip, of about, f- which is about a 15-minute or so drive from his parents' home uh, in Scenic Acres, which is a well-established neighborhood where the houses were built in the early 80s, once considered the suburbs, and now considered part of the larger inner-city areas that surround our downtown core. Mark was not a partier, and he didn't do the one-night stand thing, Home was kind of his safe place, and like most of us with bathroom issues, home is good, outside, not so good. So when he didn't come home that night, his parents, particularly his mom, was worried immediately that something had happened. Denise called Catherine, Robert, and Dino to ask them if they had seen or heard from him. You know, maybe he had decided to stay the night at one of their places, but no one had. Meanwhile, at the small strip mall across from the North Hill Mall, 
at 1544 16th Avenue Northwest to be exact, where there is currently a Dave's Liquor Store, an adult source video store, and a budget car rental. 911 received a call at 8.56 a.m. of a battered body laying in the parking lot and appeared to be deceased. One of our favorite homicide detectives, Dave Sweet, was called in to be the primary and to investigate. The body of the man, initially thought to perhaps be a stabbing victim due to the amount of blood that was pooled around and on him, but to Detective Sweet, he could tell that this was a beating, a very bad and very vicious beating. The man was completely unrecognizable. He was found laying next to a Chevy Blazer SUV, which Dave suspected was his. He appeared to have been trying to get into his vehicle when he succumbed to his many injuries and died on the ground just outside of the vehicle. The man's pants were on in an awkward fashion, kind of like he had been quickly trying to hike them back up after having them down. There was also a trail of blood leading from the back alley. Now, the alleys in that area of town are a bit shady, so robbery while patroning a sex worker was a likely scenario to look into. There in the alley was a tossed wallet, set of keys, and a cell phone, all belonging to 47-year-old Mark Mariani. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But unfortunately, a positive identification by family was going to be necessary to ensure that they had the right victim which is an unbelievably haunting and tough job for any family, especially one as close-knit as the Mariannis were. When Mark's sister Kathy opened the door at her parents' home later that morning, they, they weren't actually surprised that something had happened to Mark, but they were surprised at what had happened to him. Mark didn't have an enemy in the world and wasn't into anything shady. The Mariannis were all brought in for questioning and all paint a picture of a man who wouldn't have been patroning a sex worker, but was frail in stature to make him a vulnerable target for robbery. They also mentioned the Crohn's, which explains for Detective Sweet the origins of the colostomy bag. He tracks down surveillance footage of Mark visiting the video store the night of the murder and work on the theory that he likely stopped in the back alley for a pit stop before heading home. Now, a lot has been made about why he went into the back alley. I th- I personally think he might have just had to pee and went there to do that. It's, I mean, it's not unheard of. Guys do that all the time. But a lot of reports make it sound like he was sick or that he went there to have a bowel movement in the alley. I really highly doubt that. The bags are certainly disruptive, but they completely bypass the colon. So you don't have to go to the bathroom anymore if that makes sense. At least not number two. So I don't think he was doing anything that would have been seen as unusual or distasteful or would garner him any unwanted attention. Anyways, Detective Sweet determines that the alley is going to be where they're going to get the bulk of their physical evidence, if there is any. Mark appeared to have been stomped to death, if you can imagine the horror of that. There were actually boot prints on his body, and they found boot prints around where they think the beating had started. But what is odd is that his wallet still contained cash and his bank cards, so robbery wasn't the motive. So what could be? 
A partially ripped note with the name Adriana Snowden and a number was found stuffed inside his wallet. So he starts there. Perhaps he was lured to the alley under the guise of meeting someone for some reason. He tracked Adriana Snowden down to the bar that Mark had been at at that night. She was the bartender there and had given Mark her number because she was trying to start a clientele for a financial advising business that she was starting up. She said that Mark had been there that night with a balding man that kind of gave her the creeps. They had left shortly before closing time around 1.30 a.m. That guy's name was traced to cell phone messages in Mark's phone. He was named Bart Davids. Davids turned out to be Mark's business partner of sorts. They were working freelance, basically writing legal letters for those that had gotten themselves into some tax troubles and he was helping them out, which is a perfectly legal but maybe unconventional way of making a bit of extra money. But Bart was Mark's friend and he didn't have anything to do with killing him. They were able to get a timeline by looking at surveillance footage that matched up with both Adriana and Bart's telling of the events. Mark stopped at an ATM and got cash then to a Tim Hortons where he met Bart and paid him some commissions on their work that they had been doing, and the two of them went to the bar, had some drinks, and left parting ways around 1.30 a.m. Then shortly later, Mark is seen leaving the adult source video store where he was later found beaten to death the next morning in the parking lot. The timestamp on the footage was 2.30 a.m. Unfortunately, there were no cameras that captured the back alley where the beating actually took place. But what they did notice on the surveillance footage from the video store was that the clerk at the store had come towards the door peering out shortly after Mark had left, kind of like he was concerned about something that he was hearing happening outside. When questioned about that, the video clerk said that he had heard a lot of noise coming from outside in the parking lot, the back alley, and on the roof. Being that this wasn't the best of neighborhoods and the back alley was dark and looming and it was late at night, he didn't venture any further to look into anything. So Detective Sweet decided to check the roof out. And up there he found a discarded can of red spray paint. Now, this area was pretty full of graffiti, so that was really wasn't taken for more than sort of ambience originally. But upon finding the can, Dave decides that maybe going back and taking a closer look at the graffiti and seeing if he can match it, any of it to the red paint might help track down someone that was at least in the area that night. He sees that there is a red swastika painted on one of the walls nearest the video store that appears pretty fresh, and the red appears to match the red of the spray can. An autopsy discovered 55 boot impressions on Mark's body. 55. He had fractured ribs, multiple points of impact, and the boot prints appeared to have been inflicted by steel-toed boots. They also discovered red paint on his shirt as if he had rubbed up against wet paint during the beating. So they decide to do a little experiment and literally watch paint dry. It turns out the swastika had to have been tagged or painted right around the time Mark entered the back alley. Fortunately, there aren't a lot of white supremacists or neo-Nazis living in Calgary. I mean, regular racists we definitely have. But organized hate groups are generally a bit more underground. And what they discover is that in a house near the crime scene is a couple of local dirtbags connected with a hate group known as the Western European Bloodline. 26-year-old Robert Rietmeyer, his wife Zoe, who is an Eastern European migrant who up and left her mom and two-year-old child behind without a word to hook up with Rietmeyer, and 24-year-old Tyler Stirrup. 
Rietmeyer was a suspect in an attempted murder, the curb stomping of a First Nations man in the city's downtown. Both Rietmeyer and Strupp were currently on parole for a variety of dirtbag activities. Both idiots were quite active on social media sites, and Rietmeyer listed his hobbies as curb stomping, spreading hate, and a number of other Nazi crap. Detective Dave Sweet opened his fake Facebook page and hit friend request. And wouldn't you know, it was just that easy to befriend a neo-Nazi. Rietmeyer and Stirrup, in addition to sharing a dilapidated house together, also shared the same probation officer. So Dave went to see him and see what was up with them lately. He tells Dave that Rietmeyer always came in dressed in the full ridiculous neo-Nazi getup. Military gear, big Doc Martens curb-stomping Nazi boots, until a week before, when he suddenly came in looking even more ridiculous in his full gear, but donning now a pair of red skater runners, or sneakers to Americans, I think trainers in the UK. Anyways, he's looking suspicious. So they get a warrant to search his hole of skank that he calls a home and plant a few surveillance bugs while they're there, just to keep an eye on them. They get a first eye view of the fact that Rietmeyer really liked to beat his wife. Luckily, he never caught on that each time it happened, there was suddenly a noise complaint and uniformed officers were there in record time to defuse the situation. Zoe was also pregnant, they learnt. Parenting classes were lost on Rietmeyer. Tyler wasn't much better, really two thugs tight as thugs can get. They planted an undercover, cover, an undercover cop to befriend the two buffoons and keep the pressure on them that the police were getting close to finding the people responsible. And ten months after they murdered Mark Mariani in that back alley for doing nothing more than taking a break to pee, Tyler confessed to the undercover officer, and it was all captured on undercover video cameras. So naturally, Detective Sweet was quite happy to arrest both of them, and when confronted with the evidence against them in the police interview room, Robert Rietmeyer, local tough guy and member of the so-called master race, threw up. In March 2013, Tyler pled guilty to second-degree murder. At his sentencing, he offered a half-hearted apology to the family, saying that he wished he could bring, back, bring Mark back for them. Mark's brother Dino said of Mark, Even the last day that I talked to him, he was in pain and stuff, but all he wanted to do was go and help people, and that's the kind of guy Mark was. He really was. He was a generous, giving man. His sister Kathy told reporters that her parents have both aged about 20 years since Mark's murder. Tyler Stirrup was given a 10-year parole and eligibility period and was eligible in 2021, but is still serving his sentence. In November 2013, like a nasty rat, Rietmeyer pleaded not guilty, forcing the family through the brutality of a trial with pictures and testimony about Mark's last hours and was subsequently found guilty by a jury. He was given a life sentence with a 13-year parole and eligibility period. Rietmeyer didn't acknowledge the family at his hearing at all. Dino said, quote, For Rietmeyer to say nothing says a lot. It says more than if he had said something. Rietmeyer is also still serving his, certain, serving his sentence. He did try to get the parole period reduced, but was unsuccessful. Hopefully for the Mariannis, and really for everyone in our community, these two animals will remain caged up until they take their last breaths. Normally I would encourage forgiveness because I know that that has helped me move forward, but I can't encourage that in this case for the Mariannis. 
what's to forgive? These guys have no remorse. I mean, how do you even start to forgive something that they don't even realize was wrong and that they're likely just going to go out and do again if given half a chance? Both Tyler and Robert are still active, actually active on social media, believe it or not. They don't appear to have changed their hateful ways, and I would not encourage any of you to friend request them. And that was the brutal hateful murder of Mark Mariani. Now, I'll tell you that when I was researching this case, I did reach out to Dito Mariani, Mark's younger brother, and he responded very positively, yay, to being on the show and talking to me. But rather than make him rehash his brother's murder and all the details, I really just, what I really want to talk to him about is his family's path forward and and just have a conversation with him about being a trauma survivor. I do want to talk to him, but I'm not the pressuring type. So on his schedule and when he's ready, we will talk and you will listen. And in the meantime, I hope that you will join me again next week for yet another case. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.